Welcome to Kenny and the Coaches. Basketball season is just around the corner, and every basketball season brings about the hopes of your hometown team or the team you're cheering for to play in the state tournament and hopefully bring home a championship. In Class 2A Boys Basketball this coming season, if you were a betting person and you had the option of betting your money on the field or on the Dale Pirates, I would imagine most people would put their money on the Dale Pirates. Coming off an undefeated season, including a historic run in last year's Tournament of Champions, and then winning back-to-back state championships, what's left for the Pirates? Well, let's find out. Here's my conversation with Dale Pirate head boys basketball coach, Jeff Edmondson. All right, Coach, thanks for taking a little bit of time. I know when this comes out, it'll be October, but when we're recording this, it's at the end of, actually beginning of August, and it's busy time of year for school teachers and coaches. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Love to do it. Now, first off, Coach, have you ever, just kind of jump right into it, have you ever been a part of anything like last season was for you guys? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm older, and I know what a special group this is. I'm not going to take it for granted, mm-hmm. but... Uh, now I, I tell everybody all the time I'm the luckiest coach in the state that I get to coach these guys. They're a special group. They, they work hard in practice. Uh, we have great practices and, and great road trips. But, uh, yeah, the end result is also awesome to go go undefeated, uh, go back-to-back state championships, and win the Tournament of Champions was just a, kind of a dream season. Yeah, it was like, I mean, everybody kind of knew about Dale Pirates, but it seems like after the Tournament of Champions, everybody – seems like the entire state just kind of focused on you guys. Did you kind of feel like that? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It gave us, you know, we, we've always felt we were pretty good. Uh, we, we played against a lot of good teams in the summertime. So we knew we were pretty good, but everybody always kind of doubted us. And mm-hmm. So to get to, to get to go on a big stage like that and play against the big schools and beat them, it was great for everybody to, to recognize uh, what a good team that we do have and what hard workers they are and how, how good players they are. Now, like I said, I know you guys were, were focused going even before that, but did you do you kind of feel like that kind of catapulted you guys into the second half of the season? Definitely. You know, the season before, I, I really thought it was a special year. We, we started three freshmen and two sophomores that year, and Dale's never won a state championship in boys basketball. Mm-hmm. For that team to, to go through the season, I think we were 29-2, and two, and we'd be cashing in the finals and cashing – they were, they were really good that year. They're mm-hmm. a great coach, Coach Hardaway. So to win that, we thought, man, that was a that was a special year. That was a dream season. And we thought, well, there's no way we can top that. And then we come back and go 32-0 and, and, and win the TOC. Yeah, when we won the TOC, everybody everybody started figuring out that we were pretty good. And after we won that, we decided, man, let's, let's set a go. Let's, let's go undefeated. So yeah. boys were really fired up to be able to go undefeated and finish the season out like that, go yeah. back-to-back. Man, like I said, that, talking about still on that tournament of champions, what did that kind of mean to you as a coach? Because, you know, it, not too many – are the, are the crowds pretty pretty good at those tournament of champion games? You know, they were. We we traveled pretty good. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of fans make the trip up there and support us. So it, at times we, we kind of felt like that we were playing a home game. And then the finals playing Tulsa Memorial, which is the host school. So it was a good crowd and a loud crowd. and. You know, it's just, it's a lot of fun because my son is going to be a junior, and it's kind of my son and all of his friends. Yeah. So I'm I'm getting to coach a group that I've spent a lot of time through the years. Uh, we we started playing a little bit of travel ball back when they were in like se- second and third grade. Yeah. So I've got to 
to coach them and spend a lot of time with the kids and also a lot of time with the families. They're all really good families, and I think that's one of the reasons why the kids are so good is because the, the families are just so good at backing us and giving us the support that we need. Do you think that them playing this group that you have playing together as long as they have, do you think that's that it's almost like secondary to them to, to play and, and, and win basketball games like they do? <laughs> yeah, I think that definitely they – they know right where each other's going to be and yeah. they just, they, they're like a bunch of brothers. They hold each other accountable, but they're also, they're very positive with each other and support each other. They, I mean, you can tell Dayton Forsyth is a great player. And I've been telling everybody for three years, he's the best player in the state. I think that the TOC helped people recognize that. Yeah, yeah, he is the best player in the state, but uh, he's just as happy to have 10 assists and these other guys score points and it, just, mm-hmm. it works both ways. They're just, you never see anybody worry about how many points they score. They're just the most unselfish group I've ever coached. Yeah. Man, I read somewhere, I can't remember where it was, I read it, that after your first championship, your guys went into the off season and worked like they'd come up short the year before. How was was this off season a lot of the same? Yeah, it's the same way. I mean, if you, if you go up to the Dale gym, you're going to think, well, Dale must have lost it because there's so many kids in there just working their tails off to get better. It's just, that's, again, when I tell people I'm the luckiest coach in the state. These <laughs> guys are hard workers. They're great kids. They're yeah. a lot of fun to be around. And to kind of piggyback off of that, long-term focus is usually an easier thing to maintain. But how do you focus them like on the game at hand and not kind of look forward down the road, like to the Tournament of Champions or – kind of looking down the road to the playoffs oh uh, it's hard but that is you know they know that's coming and, and that's going to be a goal to go back and to play win the tournament champions we uh we've also got invited to a tournament in illinois oh, wow. uh, it's also a tournament tournament of champions mm-hmm. uh, it was an invitation only and oh they've got a list of nba players that played in this tournament zion williamson um anthony davis buddy wow. hill it's a it's a pretty crazy list we look at them. so i think this is really a a good tournament that we're going to. And so they've got that to get ready for also. So they're, they're working hard because they know our schedule's gotten a little bit tougher this year. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, I mean, you guys, you always hear good teams saying this, but I think it's a lot of times just to motivate their players, but you guys probably literally get everybody's best shot every time you step into the gym. Yeah. And I think the kids know that we've talked to them a lot and we know that we're going to, yeah, we've got a target on our back. I think we've got a target on our back and on our front, our front. it's on both sides now. <laughs> yeah. We know people are coming after us. It was kind of fun when we were, uh, we've always enjoyed the underdog role, but mm-hmm. I don't know after last year and after the tournament of champions last year, I don't think we're going to get to be the underdog that much. It's kind of a different role, but yeah, the kids there, they're motivated and they're going to take it as a challenge. I'm sure they'll, they'll do well. Yeah. Now, how how competitive are your practices? They're a lot of fun. We play a lot of games. Um, we we've talked about before. We play a lot of three on three games where we can get kind of our you know top six guys going against each other. Mm-hmm. Whether it's four on four or three on three, but you can imagine how competitive those games. Oh man! Yeah. I don't think it matters what we were playing. If we we're playing ping pong or, or pool or or racquetball, these guys are just really competitive. They're going to want to win. So we mix up teams every day and let them play against each other. And I think that's one of the reasons why we continue to get better because they, they push each other. Yeah. Now talk a bit, a little bit about, I mean, most everybody knows who your players are, but who's going to be, who are some of your players that are going to be a big part of this season? Well, and that's that's one of the nice things about my job is we're very deep. We've got a lot of players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dayton Forsythe uh, is a senior, yeah, and he nice. just signed. 
Never heard of yeah. him. Yeah, you heard of that guy? Yeah. Well, I've been telling everybody for three years, he's, best, he's the best player in the state. You know, let me let me pick, uh, and if I've got the lottery pick and I'm picking number one, yeah. that's the guy I'm taking because he's just so good. And he, he's so unselfish. He makes the players around him better. But yeah. he's um, he's about 6'2 and a great guard. Uh, we've got another senior, Deacon Jones, mm-hmm. and he's also kind of in the same mold. He's 6'2, he's a guard. Very athletic. He's great at attacking the rim and, and finishing around the rim. He's just a great defensive player. And also, I mentioned earlier that I'm, I'm coaching my son. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got another guard and my son, and he's just another great defender and probably the best passer that I've ever coached. So everybody talks about what a great passer Dayton is, and he is, but I think Easton's in that same category as far as being a great passer. Uh, Levi Kelly's another guard, and he's just a great three-point shooter and a great defender. Um, he's a kid that he's right up at the top as far as taking charges. He would, it's not a stat that anybody keeps or publishes, but mm-hmm. he would be probably the state leader if we, if we kept track of that. He's another great defender. And that's kind of the common denominator. Every player I mentioned, I'm going to say they're a great defender because they are. I don't think people realize how good we are at defense, but that's mm-hmm. the reason why we went 32 and 0 last year is because we play such good defense. Yeah. Um, Jet, Jet Higdon, he broke a bone in his foot last year, so he had to miss the tournament of the champions. Mm. But he's probably 6'4", but he's one of those kids that just plays bigger than he is. He, he plays like he's 6'6". Yeah. We've got another post, Trey Chambers, and he played great last year. He's just His motor is so good. He's just always working to, to get the ball, to get an offensive rebound. And I think he's 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, and he's just, just like the rest of them. He plays a little bit bigger than what he is mm-hmm. we've got a kid who i keep thinking of as a freshman but he's not a freshman anymore he's gonna be a sophomore <laughs> didn't foresight dayton's little brother and he's just man he's just explosive he shoots the ball well yeah it's like like i'm saying i just man i've got seven guys that that could all start just such a deep roster and then our, our bench we've got we call them the bench mob because <laughs> they're just so supportive during games but we also we we took our JV team and put them in a tournament last year just because we wanted them to get more playing time, and they uh, performed really well. And mm-hmm. you know, our, our bench is really good. We've got some young players, some freshmen uh, coming up that are really good. So uh, it just—I can't wait for practice because I know how competitive it's going to be in practice. It's going to yeah. be a lot of fun every every day in practice. Yeah. Now, what what is what was last season like going through it and having your coaching your son? And kind of to go along with you in that journey. It's been really good. Uh, I've seen, you know, coaches coach their son. Sometimes it works really good and sometimes it's awful. If it was awful, <laughs> I probably would have, I probably would have got out of it and let somebody else do it back coaching. But it's been great. Uh, he's such a hard worker. He's so unselfish, uh, makes my job a lot easier. Uh, you see some coaches that lead the team and taking shots. And I have to, I have to get on him for not shooting the ball, but he, uh, yeah. He's a really good player. Shoots the ball well. And like I said earlier, he's a great passer, defender. So it's been a lot of fun. And I just I wouldn't I wouldn't do anything different if I could go back and do it all. I would do everything same. Yeah. Now, kind of shifting gears a little bit. Tell us uh, kind of your story on how you got to Dale, and what was it that kind of inspired you to become a coach in the first place? Well, you know, I. I grew up just like all these other kids, just loving, loving sports. I mean, that's all I wanted to do was go outside and play sports, whether it's baseball, football, or basketball. And I really had a passion to play basketball. 
Um, I'm from this area, so I actually went to OBU my first year to play basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, I went to UCO and got my degree. I coached at Deer Creek for I think five years and assist, as an assistant coach. Uh, two guys probably nobody even remembers anymore, Mike Tucker and John Branham. Both those guys were really, really good coaches. I learned a lot from them. I got my first head coaching job at Meeker High School, which was where I went to high school. And I got to coach some really good groups. Uh, We made it to the state tournament two different times, the state semis. And the girls coach there was Mickey Thorpe, who's just a great coach. I learned a lot from him. And my wife was from Dale, and we just kind of liked this area. And we just thought Dale would be a great place. Not that that Meeker wasn't, but we thought Dale would be a good place to to raise our kids. So Mm -hmm. it worked out that we came over to Dale. I think I've been the head coach now at Dale for – I think 17 years okay. uh, here at Dale. So, which sounds crazy. It's just, man, you blink and the years go by fast. Yeah. Now, who are some of the people that you go to advice and how important <laughs> is that for you as a coach? Because I think that's something, one of the things that's underrated because a lot of times I think, especially like someone in your position where you went undefeated last season, what kind of advice can you ask for? You know, but it's always, as a coach, I always feel like, there's always something that you need to know from someone or who, who are some of those people in your life is that you've gone to throughout the years? <clears throat> well, those guys that I mentioned that I work with, with definitely, but also this, I'm real lucky the staff here at Dale, mm-hmm. uh, we've got great coaches, our, our baseball coaches, our girls basketball coach, Eric Smith, um, mm-hmm. our, our principals, uh, they're all former coaches. So I got a, a great staff at Dale, even my assistant coach, Reed Johnson, uh, he's he's a great coach, uh, and then all the coaches I think that I coach against. There's just we just got through with the coaches clinic last week, and there's just mm-hmm. so many great coaches up there that I'll call and talk to, and they'll give me advice all the time. So even though I'm getting old, I I still learn every year. Every year I feel like I learn something to get a little bit better as a coach. Yeah. Now talk a little bit about the Dale community. You talked about kind of uh, how they show up at away games and stuff like that. What has their support been like for you in the program? It's been great. Uh, Dale, everybody there, we really love sports. Uh, we love the competition. Mm-hmm. And so we, we do. We get great support. Um, our home crowds, we built a new gym about, gosh, these years go by so fast. It's probably been <laughs> six years now. But we were in the old gym, and we wouldn't fit. There was people that wouldn't come to games because they knew it's just, it's just too crowded. That wow. was those days in the old gym. My son was – he was growing up. He was, you know, fourth grade through eighth grade, somewhere in there. And they, all those kids used to just sit on the rail. They, we'd have a, all of our little junior high kids sitting on the rail during the game right there. And it was just, it was a great atmosphere. But we built a bigger gym. And as far as the atmosphere goes, it hasn't changed. We still have great crowds. And they make a lot of noise. And they love the boys' team. They love the girls' team. We come out and support both. Our boys are right there supporting the girls. And our girls are right there supporting the boys. And mm-hmm. our kids that play baseball that maybe don't play basketball they're right there supporting us you know we go down and support during baseball season anybody that doesn't play baseball so it's just it's a it's a great community a great thing to be a part of and uh, like i said when we travel uh, when we went to the tournament champions man we had everybody loading up and, yeah. and heading to tulsa to the tournament champions and we've already got people contacting me ready to go to illinois ready to make that trip and go support the tournament champions there in illinois so wow. it uh it's it's a great thing, and there's a little saying, you know, Dale's a special place. Uh, one of our teachers kind of turned that a long time ago, and she was right. Dale's a special place. Yeah. Now, kind of shifting gears a little bit, 
as far as like plays go, are you the type of coach that has a lot of sets and set plays, or are you a uh, the lesser the better type? <laughs> you know, as I've gotten older, I think I've relinquished a lot more a lot more of the control and kind of let the players play. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to run a lot of set plays, and I still like set plays. We like to throw them in there every now and then, but I also like to let these guys play. And, uh, I th- I don't want to slow them down. Yeah, so absolutely. we uh, we've got an offense where they can they can kind of do a lot of the control and make it happen. And these guys are all so smart; yeah. uh, they're very good at it, playing together. So I, I think if I was trying to do too much, I would just slow them down. So I'm I'm in a position now where it's just don't screw it up. That's all I have to do. Is, so <laughs> yeah, do you think the the shot clock will eventually happen? And do you think the the new foul rule will have any effect on games? You know, I think I think that every year I hear the shot clock is coming, so I think it's going to happen. Uh, I'm not sure how how it will affect the game, and it's kind of the same thing on the free throw rule. It's like I think it's one of those things where we have to kind of get into it and figure it out. I don't I don't think it's going to be a big deal. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't see it having a huge effect on the games or anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, as we get into it and we start playing with that rule, I guess we'll kind of figure it out. But you know, a lot of people on the shot clock, yeah, they say, well, we're old school. We like the strategy if somebody holds the ball, but. Uh, if we had a shot clock, it's going to bring a lot of strategy to the game as far as, you know, what what are you going to do offensively late in the clock? You know, do you change mm-hmm. anything defensively late in the clock? So mm-hmm. I think if, if we make that real change, we're going to figure out there's a lot of strategy there. It's one of those things where you kind of have to you have to do it before you actually figure out how it's going to work. Yeah, and I, in the Tournament of Champions, they don't – I know probably not the one in Oklahoma, but do you think there will be a shot clock in, in Illinois when you go? No. There's no, a, they don't. They don't have one either. Okay. All right. All right. Well, coach, I'm, I got. That's all the the big questions. I got three questions. I always ask at the end. That's kind of a little off the wall. Okay. All right. Question number one: What is something people would be surprised that Jeff Edmondson is bad at? <laughs> <laughs> bad at. Um, Talking in front of people, uh, <laughs> I, I've actually got a list I could probably probably go through and, and go down. There's a lot of things that I'm not very good at, but uh, I just try to keep all of them secret. So yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Someone asked me one time, you know, doing all this stuff when I first started. Um, when I first got out of college, I was working in, in TV and radio, and someone had asked me, you know, how can you do that? And I'm just like, I'm talking to, like right now, I'm just talking to a phone, you know, or I'm talking to a camera or I'm talking to a microphone. But I always, like, my worst subject in school was the speech classes that I had to take because I hate getting up in front of people. (laughs) And it's one of those, like, you know, almost start going into shock, you know, ears start ringing and, boy, I'm just, I'm not good at at, at that part of it. So I I feel like I'm the same way. I start thinking of how many people are going to listen to this. If I say something stupid, how many people are going to hear that? It's going to be recorded. So, yeah, yeah that's not my, not my favorite thing to do. Yeah, and even like, you know, people, the old school thing of just imagine everyone in their underwear. That that, <laughs> that stuff doesn't work either. No, me either. <laughs> All right, number two. If you could visit with any athlete or coach uh, to pick their brain, past or present, who would it be? Oh, let's see. I should probably give this more thought. Uh, you know, I think uh, my favorite player growing up was Magic Johnson. So okay. I don't know if I necessarily want to pick his brain, but I think that's the person that I'd like to meet and talk to. And just, he always 
he had so much fun when he was playing basketball and yeah. he was so unselfish. It's a little bit like some of the guys that I'm coaching now, but mm-hmm. that was my favorite player growing up. And being a Magic Johnson fan, of course, I didn't like Larry Bird because he was playing with the Celtics. <laughs> they were big rivals. But, man, I think he was so good also. It'd be, it'd be great to sit down with those two guys and be able to uh, talk with them and listen to those two guys speak. Yeah. All right, final question. You go to the local Dale Pizza Palace, and on the menu is the Jeff Edmondson Pizza. What's what's on it? Need to know the toppings, the sauce, and the type of crust. Oh gosh, I'm probably about like every junior high kid. I'm I'm <laughs> probably getting pepperoni. Uh, I really like Hideaway Pizza. We go there a lot, but uh-huh. uh, yeah, I, I like uh, just a regular old pepperoni pizza. Even though sometimes they get a little bit greasy, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, nah, Co- there's there's not much there. I'm sorry. I probably disappointed you on that one. No, I've had. I'm trying to think of the ones I've had. I only had one person that didn't. Uh, I can't remember who it was. They said that they their pizza would be a chicken Alfredo. Yeah. So, yeah. I've never. Um, that's the problem. See, I'm not. I'm not creative enough to go try something like that. I probably <laughs> like it also. But I just yeah. can't teach an old dog new new tricks. Yeah. Well, it's it's been working for you, so. Well, Coach, man, I just want to thank you again for being on today and sharing your story and, and thoughts on Oklahoma High School basketball. And best of luck. I don't think you guys need luck, but best of luck to you and the Pirates this season. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Thanks again to Coach Edmondson for being on the podcast today, and thank you for listening. A new episode comes out every Sunday at 10 a.m. on your favorite podcasting site. And also, every Wednesday at noon on the Kenny and the Coaches Facebook page is Not So Instant Replay. You can check out the official Kenny and the Coaches website in the description. And if you're on Twitter, or X as it's called now, just search at Kenny Coaches. And don't forget, that's K-E-N-N-E-Y and the Coaches. Until next time.